I'm Heather Roberts here with Jeremy Buller, who is a registered nurse and the trauma program coordinator for St. Charles Bend. Welcome, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. You must see a lot of really interesting things in the in the trauma program at St. Charles. Give me just a sense of the kinds of cases that come in, even especially this time of year when we're dealing with snow and ice and winter weather. Yeah, this this time of year, it's a lot of um, a lot of falling. Uh, a lot of car crashes, uh, cars skidding out on ice, that kind of thing. Um, but I would say that the falls are probably the biggest one that we see. You are helping to organize a class that's coming up next week. And I imagine, especially this time of year, you are dealing with a lot of cases where some of those falls and car crashes are are dealing with bleeding. And I know it's a little tough to kind of talk about that on the radio but why is it so important for the general public to understand how to deal with a bleeding emergency? Well, I think it's important for everyone to understand that it's it's actually fairly easy to stop someone's um, life-threatening bleeding uh, with just some simple pressure uh, and packing a wound with something, say, like a shirt or a towel or something like that that you might have nearby. And if you have a tourniquet, that's even better. You don't have to have special training. I mean, aside from the training you guys are offering, but I feel like if I see someone with a bleeding emergency, I'm going to call paramedics. I'm not going to try and tackle that on my own. And that should be the first thing that you do is just alert other people that there's a problem that you're trying to deal with um, and get other other people to come come and help, uh, especially the paramedics. Um, the Ben paramedics have a, a pretty rapid response time, but we've also trained all of our first responder um, law enforcement folks on how to stop the bleed. And they actually have... Um, bleeding kits and tourniquets in their parts. So this training that is being offered on Wednesday, January 17th, also in February and then in March, it's a couple of hours long. How long does it take to to teach people to put pressure on a wound? Uh, it doesn't take that long, believe it or not. We actually have a, a didactic portion where we kind of talk through what we're going to teach you. Uh, usually takes about 20 minutes to 30 minutes. And then we allow enough time um, and as much time as they need uh, to do the hands-on portion, packing wounds, holding pressure on wounds, and how to place the tourniquet properly. How important is it for someone who's in that kind of medical emergency to get that early treatment before they get to the hospital? It's super important. You know, the blood is the, the thing that keeps us alive. And if the blood's leaking out of the body, that's something that we don't want to happen. So we want to keep it keep it inside as much as possible. So even if you don't exactly know what life-threatening bleeding is, any bleeding is a problem. And so holding pressure, packing the wound, or placing a tourniquet on a limb um, is an easy way to to keep that blood inside the body. How often do you see people come into the trauma department that that have had someone kind of help with that versus those that come in and have had, you know, aside from the paramedic effort, not really any interventions beforehand? Yeah, that's a good question. We have, um, I ran the numbers last week, and I think we had 33 uh, civilian or law enforcement place tourniquets on patients that came into the hospital last year. That doesn't seem like very many. Well, it's because you don't have to actually have a tourniquet on, and some of the bleeding isn't on a limb um, where you can easily control it with the tourniquet, which is the reason we teach the packing and the, the pressure. What are the biggest reasons why people don't get involved? I think they're scared and they don't know what to do. Uh, this class, we actually talk you through um, some of the scenarios and situations you might find yourself in. Um, riding a bike down a trail and, and you know, falling down and getting um, impaled by a limb and or cut by a limb or something like that. More everyday situations where you might need to use some of this stuff um, and then kind of talk through how easy it is and how important it is. Can you do this on yourself? 
I feel like that's not that's not something I want to really have to think about. But if you're talking about going on a bike ride down a trail, a lot of times you are by yourself. Yeah, and that's that's one of the main reasons we we talk about the importance of tourniquets and having those close by. Um, those are really easy to put on yourself. Um, whether you're right hand dominant or left hand dominant, you can do it with either arm. Um, you only need one hand to actually place the tourniquet, so it is fairly easy to do it to yourself. Holding pressure and packing a wound on yourself might be a little um, a little more complicated, um, but in a life-threatening situation, if you're all alone, I'm sure you can try to figure it out somehow. Well, and I imagine we're talking wounds that the victim, if you will, is maybe not necessarily thinking clearly enough to go, I should grab a tourniquet right now. I should be doing this for myself, which is why we need other people to be able to jump in. Right, Exactly. The trauma department, obviously, you guys are trained professionals. You know how to then kind of take that next step. It seems so intimidating for the general public, though. Yeah, and I can understand that. And and one of the reasons that people don't make it to the hospital is because people are scared and don't know what to do. Like if somebody was choking, do you know how to do the Heimlich? If you haven't been trained, maybe you've seen it on a movie and you want to try it out. Sometimes people are just scared. They have the fight flight or freeze response and sometimes people just freeze you guys are paid not to freeze I we mean, are paid not to freeze <laughs> you are the the heroes that come in and kind of save the day when people are, are coming into the er now at, at saint charles i i made the mistake i assumed that the trauma department was in the emergency department but they aren't the same thing they aren't the same thing the trauma is when they come into the hospital start in the emergency department but the trauma program actually tracks patients from the emergency de- well, pre-hospital and the emergency department all the way through the operating room, through the ICU, through their inpatient ward stay, uh, and even through their um, re- rehabilitation if they're in the hospital. So not everybody that comes into the emergency room is coming through the trauma department. Correct. How do you do? What's the difference? What's the well, difference in care? We have we have cer- certain criteria that qualify patients to be. Um, a trauma patient, which are some anatomical, like say a, a really low blood pressure or just a mechanism of a high uh, high velocity car, uh, motor vehicle crash, those types of things qualify you as a trauma. And if you are qualified as a trauma, we activate um, all of our resources um, to make sure that they're at the bedside when you come in for prompt care. But uh, a slip and fall, say, that would go to the emergency or someone that's really not feeling well, they've got maybe they've got COVID or or you know, the flu, they're just going to come into the ER and go through that regular process. Yeah, they'll go through the regular process. And then, you know, we we triage and um, assign people certain levels of, of um, criticalness, basically. And if you're really sick, you know, we can pull in the team for those folks, too, in, in different departments, say like a, a stroke one or a heart one, um, one of those types of things would, would also get extra resources to the bedside. Okay. Now, back to the Stop the Bleed class in just the last minute that we've got left. Talk to me a little bit about what people can expect. You, you said they, there's an introduction, there's some hands-on time, but uh, do they need to have any any pre-knowledge before they come in? Absolutely not. We give you all the information you need in the class. And like I said, we have a two-hour block, but it typically only takes about an hour and 15 to an hour and a half. But I like to make sure that we leave enough time for people to ask questions and to be able to, to do the hands-on portion multiple times if that's what they feel they need. So that class, again, January 17th at 10 a.m. and at noon, February 3rd at 10 a.m. and March 23rd at 10 a.m. All those classes at St. Charles Bend. Registration is required. Where can people get more information? Uh, If you go to the um, stchargeshealthcare.org website, 
uh, and go to events and classes. You'll be able to see uh, where the classes are, kind of a description of it uh, and how to sign up. Awesome. Jeremy Buller, Trauma Program Coordinator for St. Charles Bend. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. You're listening to FM News 100.1 and 1110 KBND.